This is Kiddush Club. We're back. We have a lot of updates for you on some of the stories that we've covered in the past. We're going to bring you some updates on the current situation in Israel and around the world. And of course, we're going to be bringing you all of those news stories that we know and we are sure you did not see. But before we do that, we have a bunch of birthday shout outs. Who do we have? Who do we have? So we have a shout out for Yisrael Schiffman from the Schiffman family. Happy birthday. Also, Yehuda Lassar. I think I'm saying that right. Is I don't Lasser? know. Maybe it's Lasser. It might be Lasser. So we'll say it to both. Yes, both of you guys. Happy birthday. <laughs> and also uh, to Mr. Eisner. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, Mr. Eisner. No, no. What's his name, though? We don't know. We don't know. Sarah Eisner reached out. She said, please, it's my father's birthday, and he's an avid listener. Please shout out his birthday. Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Eisner. Mr. Eisner. We're happy that you listen, and happy birthday. So a lot of major stuff going on. Obviously, the biggest news is the hostage deal. That's what everybody's talking about. At least that's what all the Jews are talking about. And in fact, actually, all the national news, international news, is talking about the hostage deal. Uh, Seems that Israel and Hamas have reached an agreement where they're going to be releasing a three-to-one prisoner uh, swap. So 50 of the hostages, 50 of the Jewish hostages, for 150 Palestinian prisoners. Now, wait, there's a lot to qualify there. First well, of all, well, first it's of only all. women and children. So okay. let me first say that. Well, only women and children being released as hostages on both sides, and only women criminals being released from Israeli jails. Correct. So that's such an interesting detail because they know that, like, if we if we release the men prisoners that are in the Israeli jails, right? That's way more dangerous than releasing the women. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they, Yahya Sinwar, the mastermind of October 7th, he was in, as we've mentioned many times, he was in an Israeli jail, he had a brain tumor, and Israel saved his life. And they gave him, uh, he went with the prisoner's swap uh, with uh, Gilad Shalit. Yeah, but my question is different. I'm asking you, why are the women terrorists in jail less dangerous than the men? I think statistically, if you look at statistics, uh, worldwide, the majority of the mass, actually all murders worldwide, majority, overwhelming majority are men. Yeah, but they're in prison, these ladies. I understand. Right? They didn't get there for <laughs> criminal baking. For making baklava to baklava <laughs> to all their... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, they're, they're definitely dangerous and they're definitely, you know, bad, but I'm definitely happier than men being released. Can I say an idea that yes. came into my mind? Tell me. It's like a shower thought. Um, imagine if they put like a, a, a GPS tracker chip inside these individuals that are being released. Could, we, could you imagine if we did yeah, that? Yeah, we've all had this thought. <laughs> You're not special. It's not your Kiddush. We're no, imagine, all wondering like, wait a second, wait a second. Like, like imagine yeah. we did that with Sinwar. Yeah. We know exactly where he is. Yeah, put put some sort of chip and right they out. have these things. They've yeah, created it's not like them. we can't do it. Yeah. But yeah. I know that they would try to rip it out. Like they would chop no, their No, they arm wouldn't off. know. They wouldn't know that they have it. They would have to secretly, you know, put them out well, oh, random uh, well, they cavity did, filling. They did brain surgery on this guy. Yeah, the him they right? could have done really easily. Yeah. Or yeah. put it in the lungs, like where it cannot be yeah. removed. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they're doing that. If they were, we'd have Sinwar, right? That's true. And another thing is, you know, you, you said the whole world is talking about the hostages. It's so disappointing to see that there's not uh, the outrage that's expected when you have children hostages. You know, like some years ago, there was hostages in another country, I don't remember, 
uh, who, who we were Boko Haram. Boko Haram, was yes. it? Where, mm-hmm. they, where they had girls, mm-hmm. yes. right? Yes. And then, like, every celebrity was standing yep. with, uh, with a paper, free our girls, free our girls. W- where is that? That's right. There's none of it internationally, even here, even here in the, the United UN States. The UN hasn't said a word. No, no resolution about the hostages. It's, it's, These are children. It's insane. It is actually bananas. It's bananas. It's quite depressing, and uh, it's ridiculous. No, it just makes, it just makes me feel so alone. I hear you, and uh, I think that's the, the the point of that is really for us to remember that this is gullus. And now you, when you daven, you could daven for Mashiach, and you understand why you're davening, right? Uh, you say so. That that's the reality. I mean, look, that has always been the reality. I didn't need. It's easy to forget, especially in America. Until until October seventh, you know, for the most part, we in America have had a very easy time. We've had it pretty good, and it's easy to forget. That we are in Gullus. You know, there's the state of Israel, there's an Air Force, there's an... No, no, no. We're in Gullus. Well, that's the what people... The whole world is against us. Well, that's what people keep saying. That yes. it's a shame that it took an October 7th for us to realize who we are. Yes. Yes, I agree. So after the initial 50 get released, uh, there's a the deal on the table is they release 10 people per day of ceasefire. Until theoretically, possibly, all hostages would be released. So I guess that would come out to what? Another 15 days of, of ceasefire. But the Netanyahu administration has said once this is done, we go back. All bets are off. Like, I, I'm scared going into that deal because there's no way that, that Hamas just uh, gives us everybody back and it's like, okay, I guess we're out of chips. No, you know? of, co- of course not. Of course not. There's more to be seen. And, uh, Unfortunately, there's other news coming out of Turkey. There's a flotilla. Do you remember the, the other flotilla that, that tried to breach the Gazan blockade uh, years ago? I think it's familiar to me. Just that word, flotilla. Yes. Yeah, it was a big controversy. Uh, Israeli special forces boarded one of the ships, the Mavi Marmara. Uh, they, were, they were being attacked by the people on the ship. Um, some a few people died, and they were wor- there was worldwide condemnation. Yes, I remember it sparked outrage. Yes, that was in 2010. So they're doing it again, and Turkey is saying they're, they believe there's going to— Well, it's not an official government flotilla. This is being led by groups, uh, and they're saying that they estimate there's going to be up to 1,000 boats— That are going to approach Gaza? Gaza, to get in and bring people, aid. And in the article, it actually says, including anti-Zionist Jews. We know who they are. Wait, you don't mean the Turakarta? Oh, I do. They're going to be with them. What do you mean? They're traveling to Turkey just to get on the flotilla? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Maybe they'll get their hair transplant while they're there. You know what I mean? Just when you done. thought like the betrayal was at a maximum. No. Now, these guys, they're so active and busy making sure that wherever there's anti-Semitism in the world, they are there. It's, it's ridiculous. It's unbelievable is it's what it is. ridiculous. But it scares me because I don't see how the Israel Navy is going to stop a thousand boats. Well, we also have an air force, right? So. But a thousand boats—that is one thousand bullets, basically missiles. Okay, missiles. <laughs> how many missiles? How many air force planes do they have that are going to sink a thousand boats? By the way, and of course they're not going to do that. These are all civilians. They can't just—they can't just blow them up. I understand, but also like they're in boats, like they can't travel as fast as planes. So we can go back, reload, and go for more. Of course, but there nobody's blowing up these boats. Okay, but there has the to problem. be. There has to be something like we don't want these to reach the shores. Of course not. There's for sure going to be there's for sure going to be military equipment in there. 
No question they're bringing them some bad stuff. Right. This whole ceasefire thing has me on edge because what are they doing? They're just reloading, rearming, yes. Yes. you know, uh, uh, adjusting their strategy, pivoting in a way that's only going to make things harder. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So, I mean, it's not a good situation, but we, uh, we're we going to see where this leads. Uh, also in the news, the news is not covering it, just like they didn't cover the march. Did you notice how none of the news covered the, the march? Uh, the march on Washington? Yeah. That's why we had to go. Yeah. But we thought that maybe they would they would cover it. You know what I mean? This is one of the biggest. It's probably the biggest gathering of Jews in the United States, right? Somebody, many people pointed out this is not the biggest gathering of Jews. They were saying this is the biggest gathering of Jews since Sinai. But we know many of the Leviyas in Eretz Yisrael were attended by more people. Rav Chaim's uh, Leviyah was they I said think, five six hundred thousand people exactly. And Rav Avadia, uh, Rav Avadia was he's had almost a million, a million people, which is mind boggling. Exactly. So it wasn't. But in America, this probably was the biggest. And silence from the media. And it was it was all done, you know, no spray painting, like we said, no violence. And of course, they ignored it. Well, peaceful protest. And it was at least picked up by social media. Like that's yes. why the, that's why social media has power. Because when the media won't cover it, right, you have people and you have influencers with very large followings that are able to highlight what was going on and how peaceful it was and how meaningful it is to have such a gathering of Jews. Right. So, uh, and now, Mosav Hassan Yusuf, you know who he is? Uh, I think, tell me, I don't want to guess. He is the, the author of the book, The Son of Hamas. A book ah, that I read. Okay, I know who he is. So he's his father is one of the founders of Hamas. He defected. He worked for Israel for, I mean, he was a double agent for Israel for about 10 years. And he's been very vocal about his support for Israel uh, in this situation. He hates Hamas. He spoke at the UN. He spoke for 30 minutes on behalf of Israel. I watched the entire thing. I want to play for you a small clip. But today I can't speak on the authority of a Palestinian child, someone who grew up in that culture. Hamas' first crime against children in the Palestinian societies is not arming them or encouraging them to carry suicide bombing attacks. It's the religious, ideological indoctrination that I had to go through with one intention in mind, to annihilate the state of Israel. This is Hamas' primary goal. In this truth, there is no confusion. I speak as first-hand witness on Hamas and their intention. My father is one of the founders of Hamas movement. I was there when Hamas was born. I was before Hamas was born. And as I said before, I will be there after Hamas is dead. I think he was pretty well received at the UN, which is a little surprising. Well, yeah, there's a there's, there's a bunch of clapping, not a not very loud clapping. I, I only see the video that I saw was just of him, so I couldn't see the crowd. But um, you know, it wasn't like loud, really loud applause. But it, of course, the media is not going to cover it, right? Because here you have a guy who says, "I come from Hamas. I was there from when they started. I'm telling you what they believe and what it's like on the inside. And this is what they are. They're horrible, evil, and they must be destroyed." Quiet. <laughs> the media will not cover it. I don't understand Nobody. it. I don't understand it. But he's making the point that our previous guest, Elon Levy, made, and that is that it starts with the indoctrination right. and, and, and the education, 
right? That's right. They are taught from the youngest age to hate Jewish people. That's right. That's absolutely right. So, but it's it's good having a guy like him on our side. Uh, it lends a lot of credibility, uh, even if there's the media blackout. Hopefully, social media, like you mentioned, he'll have his time in social media. Also, breaking news: there was an explosion on the Rainbow International Bridge at Niagara Falls. Two people have been confirmed dead. Uh, it was a car that came in. It was a car explosion. A car that came in from Canada. Uh, no word yet on if this is you know anything related to terrorism. What but, do you think, though? So I, I generally, I mean, it's not a hugely populated area. It's not a major center of anything. So I would tend to say not. But then again, it's a vehicle, which is weird. So yeah, vehicles I don't, know. don't just blow up unless it's a Tesla. Oh, uh, <laughs> those go on I'm a fire. Hater <laughs> <laughs> those go on fire, but I don't think that they explode. They right. don't explode. Me, I don't know. I, I think well. What caught me right away is Rainbow Bridge, right? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Muslims don't like anything named Rainbow, right? We're going to target the Rainbow Bridge, first one, first target. We don't like the rainbow. We don't like it. We're not going to have it. And I never buy the shirt. You see the shirt with the rainbow and the sneakers? I never buy it. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, you have to think that, you know, if they're looking at a map, right, and they just see this big sign, this point... <laughs> Look at this point of interest, Rainbow <laughs> Bridge. That's where we're going. I mean, I really hope this is not a terrorist attack. Well, if it is, if it is, I mean, it's not funny. No, exactly. Right? If it's a terrorist attack, it's not funny. I mean, right. it's not funny in general. Two people died. It's not funny. Right. That's also true. But let's clarify: you're mocking terrorists by doing this. True. Also you know? true. Also true. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's point that out. Uh, okay. Moving on. Big news in Argentina. Javier Malay is now the new Argentinian president. And I mean, this is big news on our podcast because it's the he's the weirdest guy ever. I mean, not just the way he looks. No, we covered him also. Yes, right? we did We've cover covered him. him in the yeah. past. And every video I see gets crazier and crazier. Crazy. Right? Because, okay, he's a supporter of Israel. Okay, I see a video of him waving a big Israeli flag at some yep. rally. Okay, great. Like, so great that we have a, a supporter of Israel. But then I start to see videos where he's like, I don't have a priest. I have a rabbi. Yes. And I study the Torah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, what is happening? He thought about converting. Yeah. He's he like, thinks he the might only, convert. The only thing I'm missing is the the covenant of blood. Yes. Right? Which I, he's Briss. obviously talking about bris, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, just when you thought things couldn't get crazier, they just get crazier. <laughs> they do. So I don't know if you saw this, but it went viral, uh, this video. Uh, Argentina, the, the inflation is out of control, right? It's it's insane. They've defaulted on uh, uh, billions of dollars in loans from the International Monetary Fund. So he's coming and saying he's going to solve a lot of this. And he's going to shrink the government, very much like the right wing, the Republican position in America. He's basically very similar in Argentina. And so there's a video of him talking about what he's going to slash all of these useless things in the government. Um, and he keeps saying uh, afuera. Oh, that one. You saw the afuera? Yeah, yeah. Afuera. Yeah. So I'm going to play afuera. the clip. <laughs> afuera. So I'm going to play the clip. And um, I mean, you'll get the gist of it. Afuera means out, like get out, you know. And he's talking about the different positions inside the government, and I think you'll figure it out. Uh, but this is what it sounds like. Ministerio de Turismo y Deporte, afuera. Ministerio de Cultura, afuera. Ministerio de Ambiente y Desarrollo Sostenible, afuera. Ministerio de las Mujeres y Género y Diversidad, afuera. Ministerio de Obras Públicas, afuera. Aunque te resistas. 
Afuera! <laughs> He's great. He's really great. And you know, this is coming off of his campaign where he used to walk around with an actual chainsaw. Yes. He used to walk with a chainsaw, yes. Right? Yeah. And, and like I guess he's gonna it symbolizes, cut the government. right, yeah. he's cutting the government, but also kind of scary. <laughs> kind of scary with that hair. With that hair, yeah. And, and he has and like, chainsaw. you got to see him. I mean, join the WhatsApp group and see the video. I mean, he has, you know, these, these long sideburns, this big mop of hair. Uh, and, and just to, to, to highlight some of the things he said, so uh, minist- Ministry of Tourism, Afuera. Minister of, ministry of Culture, Afuera. This one, I don't know. Ministerio de Ambiente, Desarrollo Sostenible. I don't know what that means. Afuera. So it, it's all of these, you know, all these ridiculous ministries that it's just wastes of money. And he's right. He's right. And power to him. And I hope he's successful. And by the way, that's why he got in. Because Argentina is in such a state of distress financially, people are just clinging to any hope that there is. And he's giving them hope. Yes. And, you know, there's a lot of comparisons between him and Trump. You know, the media is basically because he's right wing. They're automatically making like, but he is very Trumpy. Not only that, he said as soon as he won... He said, next stop, Trump 2024. Yes. And he also mentioned Israel in his acceptance right away. He keeps I, saying, I want to be close to Israel and the United States. I can't wait to see who he appoints as chief rabbi of Argentina because that's going to be his rub. That's basically going to be his rabbi. But does the government of Argentina appoint chief rabbis? Is they that- do now. <laughs> okay. So that was big news. Uh, I do want to bring a few more updates Uh you know, coming off of the march, coming off of our interview, there's uh, a bunch of a bunch of things I just wanted to call out. So the day after the march, I'm sure you saw this video, and this video is of, is of some uh, left wing group. Uh, they're making a quote unquote minion, and there's a woman reading the Sefer Torah. Okay, I saw this, and I was embarrassed. Yes, it's quite embarrassing. I mean, even though there's no connection, because this is has to be like reform, right? Yeah, for so sure. There's no real connection, but but I'll tell you, it's. She's reading last week's Parsha, right. where, where it says that... Or oh, two weeks ago. Right, was it? Yeah, two weeks ago. Uh, where it says that, like, to your descendants, I have given this entire land. Yes, right? all the brachas. Right, <laughs> which is kind of a controversial take right now, yes. right? <laughs> Especially for them, where they're saying ceasefire, right. you know, Israel's right. wrong, et cetera, et cetera. So she, she was reading this, obviously, in a microphone, right? That It, it is Shabbos, clearly. And... During the part where where Hashem is saying that I have given you this land, she actually whispers it like you would whisper the curses. Right. Right? <laughs> and for those who don't know, uh, when we read the curses in Deuteronomy... Uh, Deuteronomy. <laughs> Deuteronomy. <laughs> you killed me. You killed me here. Um, we do whisper them because it's... Why do we whisper them? You know, that we shouldn't, you know, that the curses shouldn't, you know, we shouldn't, we like, don't Nobody want... wants that Aliyah. Right. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, usually the Gabai or, or the Rav. Yes, yeah, somebody who has broad who has shoulders. No <laughs> <laughs> right, it's one or the other. It's broad shoulders or they have no choice. They end up getting those curses. And not that... Not that that's going to happen to them or anything, but nobody wants it. Well, nobody I, wants that's it. That's not true. That's not true. I've been davening in a shul where there's a certain rav who's there, and he requests it. 
every year he requests to have it. And I asked him and I went to him and I said, dude, what's up here? That's how you address the rabbi. No, I didn't say it that way. You said, you know, Rav, could you tell me what's... And he said, well, he said two things. He said, first of all, you think ever going up to the Torah is a, is a klala? It's always right. a bracha. It's right. always a blessing. I have heard this from people. He said, and I don't know if he was, I think he quoted the Kabbalah or whatever, that it's actually a segula for, for good. How do you figure, though? I don't know. And he said, if people knew that, everybody would be dying to get this aliyah. Not Nobody the right, knows. Not the, not and I was like, dude, take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not fighting for it. You can have it. But this is this is a busha. It's a busha to... I mean, it's so stupid. It's so ridiculous that they... Oh, that they whispered this. That they whispered this. Yeah, it was at, like at, two different points where she leaned down and whispered, or they, they, they kind of withdrew the mic a little bit. So yes. Just like, oh, like, we couldn't say that. And then after, they spoke in English about what they read, and he says, this preacher, I'm going to call him, and he says, uh, and there was this blessing and that blessing, and then a bunch of other things, and <laughs> that's what he says. Just gloss it right Glossed over. Glossed right over it. So ridiculous. Uh, also, in uh, anti-Semite news, you know, I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, I got a lot of heat for what I said about Musk on our last episode. Oh, I told you you're going to have to walk that back. I'm not walking anything back. Really? I'm not walking it back. But I am going to make a clarification. There are different types of anti-Semites in the world, okay? There's the there's Hamas. Let's say there's a spectrum. There's an okay. anti-Semite spectrum. Oh, okay. can, we, can we agree? Yeah. Okay. Let's say Hamas is 10 on the anti-Semite spectrum. Okay. Okay? Fair to say. And then you could say like Obama. Obama, I would give him like a, a three. Really? Because I was like going more six, seven. No, I wouldn't say six, seven. I mean, he was president. He could well, have done a lot more. I think we have to define more. the parameters, right? No, so, so that's what we're going to use people. Ten is calling for all out uh, death to Jews River worldwide. River to the sea. River yeah. to the sea. We don't want to see another Jew as long as we live. Right. Okay, so that's pretty extreme. Okay, now one, one. Yeah, what's one? Who's one? I don't know. You're going to tell me Tucker Carlson. No, uh, Tucker Carlson for me is a six. I really, we need to get into that. Okay, I need to understand I, that better. I mean, I, I talked about it. I don't want to. I don't want to rehash it. I, I I need to understand. Okay, we'll talk about Tucker in a minute. First, we're talking about Musk. Go ahead. Uh, a one, let's say, is uh, Jimmy. No, Jimmy Carter is not. Jimmy Carter is a, yeah, a five or six. Yeah, yeah, he's a good. So let's say a one is like Bernie Sanders. Okay, it's a good one. I'm coming to you once again <laughs> <laughs> for your support. <laughs> okay, so so on that spectrum, I would put Musk at uh, a five. He's right in between. He's not. He doesn't want to kill Jews. He, but he also believes that you know Jews are outsized power. Uh, a lot of what goes on in the world is because of the quote unquote Jews, and that's why he keeps getting into this mess. Right? This is not the first time when the Gaza War for, first started. He said, "Hey, if you want to get the real news, follow these news sources. They're very reliable." And it turns out they were anti-Semite, anti-Semitic news sources. Yeah, but like social like, media people. That's what you're, you're, you're labeling him. You're labeling him an anti-Semite by association. He, let me ask he you a question. Associates with certain news well, sites. Well, he didn't just associate. He promoted them. <laughs> and here's the question: How come that never happens to you or me? Right? How come it doesn't happen to the average person where they accidentally tweet an anti-Semite? How, how does it keep happening? And then he he, he and this last tweet that he promoted was vile anti-Semitism, pure, unadulterated anti-Semitism, and he promoted the tweet and said, this is absolute truth. So even, so he walked it back a little bit and he clarified and he was basically trying to say that this relates back to his fight with the ADL. Okay, but I also don't want to confuse anti-Semitism with 
just not being in love with Jews. Like you but don't that have is to anti-Semitism. Love, no, you don't have. Why? No. Did, where does it say that you have to love every Jew if no. you're if you are not a Jew? I'll tell you because once you lump all Jews together, right? Once you say you know Jews are leftists. No, there are Jews who are leftists. There are Jews who are not. Are, are, we're not leftists, right? So what about us? But you say Jewish communities, and you don't make the differentiation. There are there are people on the left and the right of every walk of life. Literally, you could say it about anyone. So anything you say that quote unquote the Jews are responsible, you could say that about anyone. If he would have said, "Look, the majority of the Jews have been voting Democrat, and therefore X Y Z," that's factually accurate, and there's that's not anti-Semitism. But when you say Jews are responsible for open borders and the the immigrants coming, that's just factually incorrect. And the only way you could lump all Jews together is if you're on the anti-Semitic spectrum. You're a five. I would say that that's a harsh score for him, right? I, I, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll give it a three. Maybe he gets a three. Like I said, just because you don't love all Jews everywhere, it doesn't make you an anti-Semite. Uh, again, but once you treat all Jews as one unit, wh- who knows better than us that they're so different, right? We just played a clip of this woman reading Sefetera and we're, te- we're making fun of it. Right, but to the rest of the world, she's a Jew and we're a Jew, right? And so, if you lump us together, you're basically insinuating that all Jews generally are part of the same cabal, and we're all part of you know we all have the same mind, we all think the same. That in and of itself is racism. Right. Okay, I could hear the racism claim, but just be he, you know, you might do that with other communities too. Like if you're just a, a person that does that, right? Because you're on a global level. Like Elon, he's on a global level, right? He doesn't have the time to make factions in between this group of 15 million people, right? So he lumps it all together because we right. don't even that, warrant. That, that, that's anti-Semitism. That, it's racism, maybe. Which, which, when it comes to Jews, we call that anti-Semitism. And, but you're not even answering my other question. Which is? Why is he following all these people? Every single like, time. Like you want him just How come to, you're not following anyone like because that? Because I am a Jew. He is not a Jew. Right. He's so he not just required. happens to follow a bunch of anti-Semites. You know, he's not required to, like, I'm required, right, to not follow those people, right? <laughs> because I'm a Jew. So also, I have to have inner outrage. Also, because not. do you follow, like, uh, people who are just anti-black, anti-Spanish, anti-Muslim, anti... No, right? You're generally a person that doesn't... We're not bigoted people. Well, I mean, maybe I'm speaking for myself. (laughs) (laughs) I see your face is not. No, you're taking a lot of liberties here. (laughs) But no, obviously we're not bigoted people. But that's what he's practicing: bigotry, perhaps. Right? Racism is the wrong word. Yes, but bigotry. So bigotry towards Jews is called anti-Semitism. That's all. And he's a five. He's right in smack dab in the middle. Smack dab in the middle. He's not Hamas. He's not Bernie Sanders. He's somewhere in the middle. This is I a think hot that's take. fair. This is I a think hot that's take. fair. Well, you know, Media Matters now uh, has been responsible. And I cannot stand Media Matters because any it doesn't matter if you're on the right or the left. Media Matters is an organization that was started by ex-Hillary uh, Clinton people. And what they do is they just listen all day and watch anything that comes from any right-wing person. And then they take them out of context and then try to get them canceled. And so they did this now with Musk, and they basically, you know, IBM announced that they're not going to be advertising on Twitter. Uh, Apple announced they're not going to be advertising. A whole slew of companies. And what they did was, the reason is they cited this report from Media Matters that showed a lot of their ads being shown next to, let's say, white supremacists and anti-Semites. 
And Twitter, or X.com, they actually were able to do forensic analysis on those ads. It was an amazing thing. And they were able to find exactly how Media Matters was able to generate those screenshots that they had. So basically what they did was they gamed the system, right? They went to Twitter or X. I'm just going to say either one. You know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. And they just kept hitting refresh. They they were interested in certain people. They would look at like anti-Semites and bigots, et cetera. And they just keep hitting, hitting refresh, refresh, refresh until finally the ad would come up. They would take a snapshot and show that to IBM. And say, oh, you're advertising during this yes. right in, con in context with the anti-Semitic. Yes. yes, when in reality, it's so rare. Let's say they, they, they refreshed, you know, a thousand times. And then finally they got the one. They take a snapshot and they make it look like that's the rule and not the exception. Yes. And in a tweet, he said he's filing a thermonuclear lawsuit yeah. against Media Matters. Yeah. So, so I don't know what type of lawsuit that is. I don't know if it's a legal term, but I doubt it is. <laughs> so I support him in that. But again, I'm standing uh, on what I said. He is an anti-Semite and I'm giving him a five. And we can argue about that. And we can also argue about Tucker Carlson, which we were doing right before we started recording. I'm going to double down on what I said about Tucker Carlson, anti-Semite. What's and your score? Tucker is a six. Really? Yeah. So even worse than Elon. Yes. Yes. Now, I want to know why. He's nefarious, Tucker, really? with his anti-Semitism. Yes. Because a lot of people like love him, and not only love him, but they think that he has presidential capabilities. Okay. So I, I've mentioned him many times. The way he his coverage of Israel has shown you know what he is. Some people say, well, no, he's just America first. Anyone who can who can do a comparison and say, well, I don't know why everyone's so obsessed with Israel. 100,000 Americans die of fentanyl overdoses every year. Where's the moral outrage? Okay, we could be outraged about multiple things, but right now, this is the biggest pogrom against Jews in, what, 70 years. We can have a moment to be outraged about that. The fentanyl crisis is a major crisis. It's been going on for years, and we could be upset about it. But right now, this is a major event. So it's not something that he is doing, but something that he's not doing. Well, he also had Candace Owens on, and she, we're going to bump her up to a 7.5 or 8 on the anti-Semitism <laughs> spectrum. Okay. She, yeah, you know what? I'm going to go full. I'm going to say, I'm going to say she's an 8. No, actually, no, it's too high. It's too high. If Hamas is 10, she's a 7. She's she's two notches away from Musk. She's a notch above Tucker. He had her on. I'm not going to play it because I will not give them the notoriety. Yes, or the exposure. And he does this thing and she does this thing where she, you know, she makes it like she was the victim. You know, he played the clip of Ben Shapiro, you know, uh, bashing her. And she's like, well, you know, he never even called me. He didn't even call me to tell me he had a problem. And Tucker's like, really? Wow. And isn't, hasn't Ben Shapiro been on the left of all these issues? Uh, he, wasn't he anti-vax? Without mentioning the fact that the Daily Wire, Ben's company, actually brought a case to the Supreme Court and won fighting against the vaccine mandates in businesses. Like, we don't mention that. So he's trying to paint Ben Shapiro a certain way. That doesn't make him an anti-Semite, although Ben is probably one of the most prominent Jews in the country. But his whole thing of the way he promoted Candace, and the only reason he did it was because she's being called an anti-Semite, and his implication in the entire video is, Candace is not anti-Semite. She's just an America first person, and she's just saying the truths. That you know, these are the truths that they want you to that they don't want you to know. I'll and say I didn't like 
I saw clips, and and for what Candace is going through right now, I don't think like I just feel like Tucker should have kept his distance if if he wanted to align with the Jewish community, which it seems like he clearly doesn't. So exactly. that I'll give you a little bit, but I just like it's just not blatant when it comes to Tucker. It's of course it's not, of course it's not. But that's why I say he's more nefarious because it's not blatant. It's he. I consider him much more dangerous. His anti-Semitism, instead of it being open like Susan Sarandon, who by the way is, I'm going to give her a eight. Really? Yeah, she's an eight. Yeah, for, for just just to mention very quickly, she's has been actress, and she said at a rally this week in New York City. Quote, there are a lot of people that are afraid of being Jewish at this time and are getting a taste of what it feels like to be Muslim in this country, so often subjected to violence. Yeah, for her to say that, it's not just being tone deaf, you have to be an anti-Semite to be able to say that at a time when, you know, anti-Semitism is up a thousand percent. Right. Jews are getting a taste of what it feels like to be Muslim. But back to Tucker <laughs> and back to Candace. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I, I think he's much more nefarious. That His, his point is that, uh, and he... He insinuates all the time that it's the Jews, you know, and the Jews are liberal. There's an insinuation. There's always an undertone of Jews being responsible, the Jews. And it's much more nefarious for that reason. You know, people don't realize if he just came out and said, you know, Jews are bad, nobody would, uh, he would lose a tremendous amount of his, you know, his audience. Instead, he just insinuates it. And so the regular average American is like, yeah, you know, he's right. Israel's, why is everybody talking about Israel? you know what? Jews probably do control the media. This is ridiculous. Why is the news not talking about fentanyl? They should be talking about fentanyl, not Israel. Jews control the media. That's why he's so dangerous. It's interesting, and and just to make your point of why he's so dangerous is because a lot of his rhetoric is is sound logic. When he comes on and he talks about different ideas, it kind of aligns. It's not really super right. So if you have a little bit of a conservative mindset, like you'll identify with him on most of the issues. Exactly, exactly. So that's what makes this a little bit scarier. Yes. So even though, what did I give him, a six? Yeah, he's a six. Even though I give him a six, he's a super dangerous six in my book. Really? Musk Musk is a six plus. Six plus. Wow. So Musk is a five and relatively, actually, no, he's pretty dangerous. When he promotes these tweets... Yeah, it's, he promoted that last tweet. The white supremacists went crazy. They were oh, partying they in the it. streets. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're both dangerous. Yeah, so if if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's a duck. These are anti semites. Also in the anti semite book, we're going to put South Africa. South Africa came out and says that they will be petitioning the UN to call Israel, have Israel declared an apartheid state. I'm just noticing that we went from a list to an actual book. Of anti-Semitism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, this is our situation. Anyway, this has gone, you know, this has gone on long enough. This is a, a lot of depressing stuff. It wasn't all bad. Let's talk about some of the good things. Big news. Apple has announced that they will be adopting the RCS standard for messaging. Why are you looking at me like that? Because I don't that? know what you're saying. You don't saying. know what I'm talking about. Well, you know the blue bubble and green bubble controversy, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you're We've a green bubble person. I'm a green bubble person. And, I, and you come into the chats and you mess everything up. That's right. That's right. Well, Google has been screaming about this forever because the reason you have the green bubble is because Apple has been refusing to adopt a standard called RCS, which would make text messaging, even for non-iMessage people, encrypted so it's safer. You could send videos. They don't get... Uh, reduced in, in size and quality, uh, and on and on and on. 
Android people have been using it for a while. So Android to Android is all encrypted as iMessage to iMessage is all encrypted. The but problem, when the crossover comes, exactly. that's when people could read your text messages. Like, yeah, who they, would want to read our texts? <laughs> that's what I... Like, who's like plowing well, through text messages and be like, I hope I find something interesting here? Like, what? Well, you know, Hamas in the underground tunnels, everything they had was completely hard hardlined. Nothing connected to the internet at all. So it was all an internal system. So nobody could eavesdrop. That's how they were able to get away with so much. I just want to know how the eavesdroppers do it. Like, that's would what I Would you like a know. lesson? I mean, if 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 <laughs> do you have someone in mind? No, I just don't understand the the impetus to 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 spy on people's text messages, and I think it's for identity theft as an example, super easy, right? All right so it's real criminals. It's yeah. not like randos on, yeah. on on that are just curious. I I I've read story after story of businessmen who were hacked because of it. Uh, imagine you intercept, you know, something business related, and then you impersonate somebody. Uh, right, like you're a, sending like, a wire, right, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's it's, it's crazy. Uh, also in the news now, this one is is crazy. I read this, and I read this as a Jew reading this article. Okay, a man in Missouri went for a routine colonoscopy, and I'm going to show you the picture. We're going to include it in the WhatsApp. In the colonoscopy, they found a fully whole alive fly flying around his colon. Here's the picture. That is so intensely disturbing right now. <laughs> because the, because of the backdrop. I mean, that's a colon that's if I've ever colon. seen one. And that is a fly. And it was buzzing around? Yeah. They said it was extremely rare. They were trying to figure out how it happened. The only thing that they could assume happened was the the, the day before he had eaten a salad. And there was insect, an insect or insect eggs on the lettuce. And so... For all you people out there who poo-poo at the Jews. <laughs> Poor choice of words. <laughs> <laughs> who make fun of the Jews and how strict we are about insects in our food. Here's something to think about the next time you think, well, maybe I'll have a salad from this restaurant. It's probably kosher. Uh-uh. Wow. Is that wild? That's insane. It's intense, right? Like, what? as a technician looking at this, like, how do you even... You know what I'm saying? Like, Barb, come, you got to see this. <laughs> You're not going to believe it. He, By the way, he said he had no discomfort. It's very rare for this to happen because it has to get through the stomach acids right. alive. Right. Yeah, it's very, so very maybe weird. maybe did that as like As larvae? an egg maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah possibly. And uh, in other and in other trafe news, uh, the, this is the headline. I'll read it to you. A population of hard-to-eradicate super pigs in Canada is threatening to invade the U.S. Now, we've covered this in the past. Yeah, in Germany. Yes, now we have super pigs in Canada, and they're invading. And uh, so it's it's this these pigs that uh, these wild Eurasian boars that have uh, mated with domestic swine, and they've created a super pig. It like it could withstand cold weather, right? So it's withstanding the Canadian cold weather. They're very strong. They're invasive. They're calling them an ecological train wreck. And the northern states are uh, very worried about it, and they're taking steps to stop the invasion. Not the enemy you expect, right? <laughs> we got to figure it out. <laughs> we got to get them out of here. And uh, on that same note, here's another crazy one, this one coming out of Fox News. There's a federal proposal that is going to be enacted that's going to introduce or reintroduce grizzly bears into the Washington forest area 
And a lot of groups in that area are also up in arms saying this would be a huge disaster. Now, grizzlies are much more dangerous than black bears, right? Black bears are more common. Grizzlies are known to attack people. Well, that's why they call them grizzlies, right? <laughs> I don't know if that's They're what grizzly bears. <laughs> but it's 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 pretty crazy. Uh, you know, I'll I'll read to you what the uh, the president of one of these ranching groups said. He said introducing an apex predator predator like the grizzly bear to a new area of Washington state is a mistake and poses a huge threat to our rural communities and hardworking farmers and ranchers. But what is the upside? Like they have to have a reason for doing it. There is no upside. It's all the uh, eco, you know, uh, activists. They want they want to have grizzlies in this forest area at the expense of human life. <laughs> yes, and and animals. The you know these ranchers, they have you know cows, uh, etc. Yeah, I mean the, you know bears are not going to stay where you put them, right? For sure. Rome. We know we've yeah. covered it many times. Yes. So that's that's pretty crazy, and in other al- animal news. So remember Yair Bolsonaro, the former president of Brazil. Remember him? Brazil. Yes. yes. Go ahead. He has been under a whole bunch of invest- investigations in Brazil. His latest is that he was caught on video, allegedly, on jet skis, antagonizing a humpback whale. And, you know, humpback whales are not like orcas. You know, humpback whales are, are docile animals. They don't attack. They're, 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 they're nice. gentle. They're gentle, gentle giants. Okay. So Bolsonaro was caught, <laughs> and so now they are. But what was he caught doing? Like ramming into them? Like what? Like how do you, how do you like bother a whale? Well, going close to them with the jet ski, it's very noisy. They get nervous from it, and they say that the humpback whale was showing signs that he felt Distressed. anxiety and distress. <laughs> Maybe he was throwing things into the blowhole. I just I can't imagine when I read stories like this, like like the, how they know the humpback was in distress. Like, is there a Brazilian psychiatrist, animal whale psychiatrist? There definitely is, for sure. I mean, they're an endangered species. Are they? I imagine that's why it's illegal. You're correct. They are endangered. So they definitely called the whale shrink down. You know, this whale look very stressed. <laughs> very stressed. Look how he breathed in the blowhole. <laughs> you see the deep breath. This is stress. It sounds like a job anyone could do, right? <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Nobody really knows. So Right, right. So I'm sure that's going to be his defense. And speaking of whales, orcas, we've brought the stories of the orcas repeatedly to this cast. So orcas, as we've mentioned, have been attacking boats and causing them to sink. And pods of orcas, and it's spreading, uh, you know, and they basically go as a group and they ram these boats and they cause them to sink. So now- yeah, I think you can see some death certificates that say cause of death- Orca. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but... No, but you know what? It could be. It could be. And you know what? It's not fact-checkable, so there. <laughs> so now a bunch of sailors from the group GTOA, I don't know what it stands for, they think they found the solution and how to repel orca attacks. Let me hear. You play Euro thrash metal music very loud on your boat. This is what's been working. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would work on me. Have you ever heard it? I, I haven't heard it. Can you play it? Yes, I'll play you a clip. Here it is. Okay, so I'm not an orca, and this would repel me. <laughs> right? Yeah, but there's people that love this stuff. Yes, absolutely. It's very, very popular. Yeah, it's like hurt music. Yes. It's like dark. Yeah. But you know what it is? So they think that part of it is, you know, the deep, uh, distorted guitar, and 
you know, when you make that really loud, it causes vibrations in the hull of the boat. And so that's part of what is repelling the orcas. Maybe they're finally getting scared. Yeah. Right, because they're not scared of the human beings, but they are scared of that vibration or that sound. Yeah, just, you know. And in, uh, I mean, in other news, I mean, this is serious. Uh, we, we didn't mention it at the, at the top of the show, but Putin is signaling that he may want to end this war with Ukraine. In a virtual meeting on Wednesday, the president said, quote, military actions are always a tragedy. And of course, we should think about how to stop this tragedy. Dum, dum, dum. So wait, but what does that mean? Who, like who won? Well, it would be, I guess, like a ceasefire. You know, he, he would want to keep all the land that he got, that he's acquired in, in this war. They've, they've taken, I mean, I, I forget the names of the cities, but they, you know, they've taken uh, a bunch of land from Ukraine. They already had Crimea, so they're going to keep that. And I'm sure he's going to be wanting to completely disarm Ukraine. I mean, that's been his, you know, his main issue with Ukraine is that he doesn't want Ukraine being part of NATO. And he doesn't, you know, he doesn't want America or American military anywhere near Ukraine because that's his border. Kind of understand that. Doesn't mean mean, you attack and invade and whatever, but you kind of understand that. And so I'm inclined to think that America would agree to that. Why, though? Because I mean, we not? have we're so invested in this as as America, right? We're very invested in this war. Sent billions upon billions of dollars to Ukraine to fight this, right? They gave up this this uh, a sizable chunk of land to Russia already. So what? How does it go now? Like, will America be content? Because Russia seemingly is not going to want Ukraine to do what it wants to do, which is become part of NATO and be its own entity, entity indeed, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but I think the American appetite for this war has gone way down, and there's no end in sight, and it's costing America a tremendous amount of money. Uh, it's costing. I mean, it's not good for Israel also because the, the the stockpile of weapons in America is much lower than it's ever been, and so it's it's just a bad situation. And I think uh, I think the it's, U.S. will welcome the end to this. I do, I do, and I I hope they do because it's it would be nice to you know put that war. To bed. Yeah, I remember, you know, we, we covered it on this podcast when it started. Yes. Right? We're in business a long time, man. We are. <laughs> we are. And also, by the way, in other Russian news, so an ex-general, a decorated Russian general, his name was Lieutenant General Vladimir Sviridov. Was, you said. His name was. So he was bashing uh, the Air Force of Russia, calling them a third-rate Air Force. Oy. Guess never what? For a good thing to do in, in Russia. I don't get it. I don't get like, it. Like, what are you thinking, man? What are you thinking? You're a prominent person, ex-military, and you're bashing the military. What do you think's going to happen to you? Well, I'll tell you what's going to happen to you. They're going to find you and your wife unalive at home under mysterious consequences, under circumstances, excuse me. We don't know what happened. We just come in and it was over when we got here. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Who could have done it? <laughs> no leads. No leads. Senseless criminals. <laughs> Senseless criminals. Nothing here. taken. Nothing <laughs> stolen. Uh, so, yeah. For those of you in Russia listening to this cast, do me a favor. Don't criticize Putin. You want to criticize him? Go to, you know, go to a different country. Actually, don't go to a different country because they, do it, they, they get you in other countries too. Do they? Yes. You're never safe. You're never safe. <sighs> Remember what they did in, uh, in, in England? Yeah. In 2018. The former Russian double agent uh, Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia were poisoned by the nerve agent Novichok. And they were in England. Yes. 
was a huge deal. That's a, that's like an operation already. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> like Russia sent people yes. to go do this, go poison an ex-spy and yes. his daughter. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? Between you and me, <laughs> maybe I shouldn't say this, but I kind of think that if Trump had the power that Putin does, I kind of think- There would be no, there would be no Democrat party. <laughs> right. Period. You know, I kind of could see that happening. Well, it remains to be seen uh, if he's going to be meaningful at all in 2024. Well, he's so far ahead right now in the polls. Uh, it's come to the point that the betting odds have flipped on their heads. Trump is now at the odds of him winning the presidency in the betting odds market. The aggregate of the betting odds market is 38% versus Biden at 28%. That's a 10-point lead in the in like in the money world. Yes, where people where people really have skin in the game. It's wild. And you know, I was on record as saying Trump, Trump will never be president again in this country. I, I'm going to stand by that statement. You may have to walk it back, though. I'm, right now, I'm standing by it. But I can't imagine if any of these criminal cases lead to something criminal, I can't imagine he's going he's gonna to be president. What's scary is, is look at how much work they're doing to get him off the playing field. Yes. And every time they do it, his popularity goes up, right? Indict him again. He'll get to 48 points. Yep. You know? So it just, to me, it's it's where are they going to stop? Where is it? It's like there's- They're never going to stop. When he was president, they didn't stop. But every day was something else. Yeah, but there's the people Russia, out Russia, there Russia. That, ha- that, are, that, are, that will literally do anything, right? They'll make up stories. They'll, they'll feed lies to the country just to get him off the stage. Are they just going to roll over? When he does have the... No. Exactly. No. What, what does that look like? Oh, it's going to be highly entertaining it's, and no, scary. Scary. And scary, right. Yes. It's a scary thing to think about, right? It's very you scary. have a, a subculture out there that is willing to do anything to get Trump out. And and just to clarify for the listeners, because we're going to get some hate mail. This is not... We're not saying some conspiracy theory here. Letitia James, District Attorney of New York, ran... On the platform that she was going to find criminal charges to to hit Trump with, even though these charges right now not they're quasi criminal, she ran on that platform. She, which is which is insane. Imagine a police officer came to you on the street and said, "I'm going to look into you, and I'm not going to stop until I find something I could I could nail, arrest you on." It's insane. Yeah, no, no, no. Nobody has a chance. Of course, nobody has a chance. It's insane. It's right? insane. There's always you'll you'll find them jaywalking. Right. So whether you love Trump or hate Trump. You have to acknowledge that that's mind-boggling for Letitia James to to run on that platform and then do it. It's 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 insanity. No, and it threatens democracy, is what it does. It does. It's and an that's abuse of the power. scary part about it. Because if they are willing to do anything, what does the next year look like? Yeah, and and you know what? We're making jokes about it, but if they're willing to abuse power, you can expect that Trump also is thinking to abuse power, thinking that if I get if I get the power back, oh, I'm going to take these people down by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. It's not so crazy to think. Yeah, it's weaponizing the, judici- the judiciary. Exactly, exactly. So with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close. And we thank you all for listening. And if you enjoyed the podcast, consider leaving us a five-star review on Spotify, on Apple. Of course, you can join the WhatsApp group from the show notes or visit www.kiddishclubpodcast.com. The show notes are there as well and you can visit buymeacoffee.com slash kiddish club to support the cast we do need your support hope to see you guys next week kiddish club out
And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.